Hello, Dex. Can you hear us? Dex, where you at? Wait, we Here he is. Hey. Hey. Good. How about you? Good. You pied me, man. I sent you a DM the other day. When? No, maybe not the other day. Maybe about a month ago. Look, he's done the classic. When? Oh, my DMs are hotting up at the moment. A month them. ago is before you was hot. Don't try it, man. I should <laughs> with you. Dex, can I just say thanks for replying to my one the other day? Cheers, I that. should pied no, you. No worries. You think you're sick? <laughs> Hello and a very warm welcome to this week's Super 6 podcast with Laura Woods and Bio Akin Fenway and he's here. Yo, what's going on LW? You good? I'm good. How are yeah. you? I'm all right. You know, I'm tired. I won't oh. lie. I'm tired. Just got for another 90 minutes. That's two 90 minutes in a week. They're really trying to get their money's worth out of me. Is this where the championship suddenly feels like? Is this the step up everyone talks about? Yeah. Do you know what? I, I wouldn't say it's the intensity. I, you know what? I've clocked. It's the clinicalness of the championship that's what I've clocked I feel like you the, the teams when they've got the chances they take it mm. and you know that's what I'm starting to I, listen I like the battle I love it we're unbeaten I think we've lost one in six so we're starting to acclimatize ourselves with the champ which is nice it is nice we're being very much more competitive but for myself I'm seeing that I look like I'm getting like six chances and whereas we're playing teams where it looks like their strikers get one or two and they bury it so that's yeah. where for myself I'm kind of getting my feet in a champ. But it's nice though, it is nice. It's a nice feeling. I want to know if you're looking after yourself. Are you having extra bubble baths and some salts in there? You, you, know? you know what? I am moving like a toddler. I'm doing all of that. I am getting massage. I've got the gun. Yes. I've got the sorts. The only thing I haven't tried is the yoga. We still got to do that live yoga. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm a man of my word, so... We got to do that. So how are you, though? Enough about me. How you been? I'm fine. I was at Sheffield United at the weekend. Phil for them. I was at Bramall Lane. Still haven't got their first win. Yeah, the they're Premier struggling at the moment. They lost to West Ham. And that ties in nicely this week. 1-0, a goal from Sebastian Allaire. An absolute banger of a goal, actually. Do you know what? I didn't see it. It was very good. Outside the box. Did you interview the manager afterwards? I interviewed both of them afterwards, yeah. yeah. David Moyes was buzzing, as, as you'd expect. Sebastian Allaire, Allaire though... That was his first goal from outside the box in his career. How mad is that? I'm not mad. I've scored, and this is not me blowing my trumpet, I've scored over 200 goals, and I kid you, I don't think I've scored more than four outside the box. Really? Yeah, I don't. I've, I've never have. I mean, as I've gotten older, as big as his legs are, it's got no power, so I don't shoot outside the box. So I, I actually understand. I think Van Nistelrooy had the same sort of stats, really? scored 95% of his goals. Mm. Do listen... Before people jump on me on Twitter and start giving me the exact percentage, I'm just saying I think it's 95% of his goals. But hey, let's swing on. So the, the LW curse, <laughs> like it's real. Like the worst thing is, like oh, it is no. real. Somebody, I told you somebody tweeted me about you interviewed Salah, he got COVID. And I'm not saying that, oh, the correlation, not... but oh. you interview Arteta and then Pepe headbutting man. <laughs> 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 LW, what are you doing with the world? Oh, the curse, yeah. Who you got next? Um, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. <laughs> United fans. Hey, I'm, I, listen, I'm apologising for you now. And I actually shouldn't, but I'm apologising for you now. I'm really sorry, guys. I've got Oli Gunnar Solskjaer and I think I've also got David De Gea, both of them on Friday. Oh. So, <laughs> when oh. they play Southampton. And I'm going to that game. So, if I don't catch him in the interview, I'll catch him in the actual oh. game. The pain. That the curse pain. is real, isn't it? I'm really sorry, guys. Uh, do you know what? I actually, I swear to God, I didn't follow it. And there was another one the week before. Well, it was Mikel Antonio, wasn't it? After yeah. we had Mikel Antonio and he got injured. Got injured. The whole of the Liverpool side after it. Yeah, totally. Clock. Listen, listen, it's fine. It's not real. Um, don't worry, Manchester United fans. We do have a brilliant show for you coming up. We've got a very special guest. I'm so excited. It might be... It might be, if he comes and he's on form, he might be my most favourite guest yet. You Listen, let me tell you something. You say that about every guest we have on. So <laughs> I, I don't even take you seriously anymore. Every guy, every person we come on is your favourite. So, it's But true. you know what? This is my guy, though. I ain't going to lie. I do like him as well. And I say it all the time, but he's got real vibes. I've got time for him. Do you know why I say everyone's my favourite? Makes them feel special. No, I know, I know. That's why when you say I'm your favourite co-host, I'm like, yeah, whatever. No, you are actually. <laughs> yeah, 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 I thank do. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Shall we get into it? Let's get into this. Okay, fine. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, at Super6, use the hashtag Super6Podcast if you want to send in any questions too. Predict six correct scores on Super6 this week for a chance to win £250,000. Download the app and play by 3pm on Saturday. Head to skysports.com forward slash Super6 for more details. So 
This Friday, obviously, with lockdown going on, it was my day off and I wanted to make it a little bit more exciting. Okay. For me and my housemates. So I made like a massive batch of strawberry daiquiri. Whoa. Decent daiquiris as well. Pause, pause. The best daiquiris. Well, pause. This is real talk. If anybody that follows me, especially on lockdown, they would have saw me making a bag load of strawberry daiquiris. <laughs> I'll put my name to it that I am one of the best in making daiquiris. So I feel I can guarantee my daiquiris are better than your daiquiris. What do you put in your daiquiris though? So what I throw in mine is a little bit of banana. So I cut up my Ooh. banana with the strawberry, of course with ice, put the strawberry liqueur in it, blend the whole <laughs> thing up. You see me? Oi, I guarantee mine, you just got to make it just right. Je ne sais quoi. What are you putting in yours then? What are you putting in yours? Obviously strawberries. Of course. Um, I, I put white rum in it. I put in loads of ice. I put in brown sugar. See? Decent brown sugar. Brown sugar, yeah. And then I add chambord. You know, like, it's like a blackcurrant liqueur. you're frying in some different... Chambord. And then I stick it all in a blender and, I'm, and I fizz it up and it's like, they're like ice daiquiris, proper daiquiris. Yeah, my, listen. I, okay, okay. You want to go toe-to-toe with me? I didn't, well... Do you want to go toe-to-toe with me? Because right now, you, you, you come in with the energy like you want to go toe-to-toe with me. All right, I do. So we're going to have a daiquiri off? Yeah. Yeah? What are we calling it? A Bradley daiquiri off? <laughs> People that don't know, that's a double entendre. You see me? Bradley daiquiri off. You get me, Bradley daiquiri? Just for those that don't clock it. All right, so we'll do it, yeah? All right, so we'll get somebody in. Yeah. We'll go back to back. They taste it. And loser, forfeit. Oh, no. Why not? It? Well, it's not fun if you don't have a forfeit. Can you can you just drink the rest of the daiquiri? No, nah, that's no forfeit for you. That's just a Friday <laughs> night. Man said that's like just a Tuesday morning. That's what the winner does, right? <laughs> it's just a Tuesday morning. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm ready to go. <laughs> so we got it. So there's a forfeit. So what would be the forfeit? Um, I can tweet from your phone if you lose. Oh, wait. Hold on. You don't want to do this. Why? I did this with Darren Bent. Ask Benty. <laughs> did I did it with Darren Bent. So Darren Bent came on the show. He lost forfeit. I tweeted from his account. It went viral. What did you say? Sky News. I said he was coming out of retirement and he was going to sign for Wickham. <laughs> all, the Wickham <laughs> no. all the Wickham fans got mad at me and they said, oh, it's not happening. So I had to score on the weekend. I think we lost the game on the weekend. So <laughs> that was double on that. But it went viral. Sky News came out, did a big report. Darren Sky Bent, News reported on it. Darren Bent coming out of retirement to join League One Wickham. Um, t- it was it went viral. Please so, tell me he gave an interview as well. No, I just think he panned it off and just said, "Oh, listen, it was a joke. It was I lost to the bit or something like that." So me, you lose. I can't wait. Give me your phone. I'm going to tweet from your phone. Oh no, Oi, people. Oh no, I'm not even going to say nothing. <laughs> I'm never going to say nothing so people be looking at your tweet thinking, is it real? Is it not? You watch. You're going to lose. Looking forward to this. Mike, do you know what? Whoever, right, this is the thing. Whoever comes in and does like the daiquiri tasting, yeah. I need to get in their ear because if I, I can't lose this now. Are you, yeah. Can you go through my DMs and stuff as well? <laughs> I can do everything. It's going to be real. I can't wait for this. Oh this is going God. to be my Christmas treat. You're going to lose. And I'm going to have to keep you away from the person that comes in because you have got like some powers. You know what I'm saying? You kind of drop the little, your voice goes low. You do this. Hey, good morning. What you you doing over there? LW, what you doing over there? So, you know, I'm going to pause you. I can't let you sway, you know, interfere with the person coming in. You think you're slick. I'm looking forward to this. I can't wait. Oh, my God. I want to say it's on, but I, I say that with like the least amount of confidence ever. It is on. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait. Looking forward to this. I'm going to bring the heat. So this week's very special guest. I'm very excited about this. Absolutely brilliant man. Excellent player and probably on quite a high at the moment. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Declan Rice. You're right, Declan. Hello, how are you? Very, very What's well. I want to give you an intro like that. I'm not going to lie, though. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but and that's what we, How are you doing, Declan? You good? <laughs> yeah, mate. I'm all good, mate. All good. Got a day off today, so um, making oh. the most of it. By coming on this and just... Oh, no. Be... We got him on his day off. I we uh, we no, should I like, that. I like that. I look forward to these things. Oh, Do right. you? Well, look, we've got loads of questions for you. First of all, let's just rate your mood at the moment because everything that's going on... I was at your game at the weekend. You captained that side. A 1-0 yeah. win. What you're doing at the moment in the Premier League and the points that you're taking off of big teams has been amazing. Then you go and play for England. You score your first England goal. If 10 is top, 1 is bottom, where are you? I would say like an 8. <laughs> I wouldn't say a 10 because a 10 would be like top of the table, I think. Uh, fair, you know enough. I mean? yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I would say, yeah, well, 
to be fair, we've having some great results recently. Um, and like you said, with the England goal that I scored, you know, Finch just, you know, falling into place at the moment. You know, I've hit a little bit of form recently in the England games and since I've been back with West Ham and long may that continue. So, yeah, I'll probably give it an eight. Bio was actually saying he was a little bit gutted that he sent you a message and um, you're too busy these days to reply to it. But it made me think about the fact that when you start playing for England and things start to go well for you, does the the general interest in you just get so much greater? And, and not just people like us wanting interviews for you, but also, you know, people that you used to go to school with that you haven't seen for years and years. They're like, oh, hi, remember me? Do people pop up? Yeah, no, they do. Like, if I wouldn't have scored against Iceland, I wouldn't have had any messages probably. It would have just probably been a good win. <laughs> but obviously I've scored so my phone's popped off. Um, to be fair, do you know what? I'm lucky with my friends. Like I keep in contact with all of them all the time. So it's never one really where it's like, oh, I've not heard from you for two years, but now I'm doing well. You want to speak to me kind of thing. Like, I still speak to my friends pretty much every day. So it's not really that type of stuff. It's just, like you said, where I'm playing well and... You know, performing well on the pitch and, and scored for England on the phone and things in general do great. Really uh, let me let me just jump stuff. in out here though, yeah. Don't put me in that category like I just jumped on him because he said like, he's hot now. But, <laughs> but hey, listen, I didn't hear from him. I've not heard from him. I, since I, I, I Declan, stop last that, yeah. Year. I, hold on, let's go back to because I was he telling did. him. Declan, when did we first meet? Good question. <laughs> Oh, I know. In um, Dunk's office. Okay, so we we represent. So we're represented by the same guy in it. Yeah. So Dunk's our guy. <laughs> so the story. So we met, and this is why I knew he had changed because he went big time on me in it. So <laughs> we met. We took a picture back in the day. Who asked for? Did you ask him for a picture? What? I asked him. I asked him. Um, so he asked me for a picture, and then like I, I was like, "Yo, I remember we took a picture." I was like, "Dick." I love it, like, you know what I'm saying? You totally, utterly surpassed, man. You're that guy. Can I take a picture? He said, come see me later. Huh? What? Is, that, is that what happened? You said, man said, come see me later. Dead. And now he's England. Now, now he don't return to my DMs. Don't return my... I don't even have his number. I, that is what I'm trying to say, like, where I'm like, I'm happy for him, <laughs> but I'm slightly hating on him. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm slightly hating on him right the now. The best thing is he just said about how much he, f he remembers all of his friends. I know. I'm not even one of them. It's cool, though, Dex. Say nothing. It's cool. It's all right, my brother. But anyway, now we're jumping on that. <laughs> he wants to answer and just not allowing it. Yeah, sorry. Oh. I, I just wanted to get, get it off my chest. <laughs> Uh, he could say that. He could say that. He knows it's all love. He knows it's all love. What I'll do is I'll reply after. I've missed it. <laughs> it was, oh, I've seen it now and I'll reply. So we're talking about your early years. Your early years at Chelsea. You signed for Chelsea at, when you were seven? Uh, eight, yeah. Eight. And then got released at 14. 14. So talk to me from that period, from you being at a club, thinking that was going to be your club and then getting released. What was your mindset? To train Tuesday, Thursday evenings. I remember going in to the dome and basically how it work is it would be like four different sections of the dome and every single section you'd be working on a different thing so like say like left side section of the dome it'd be like mannequins yeah um and like you're working on your dribbling top left would be working on your left foot over there would be like a little small mini game and then down there would be like a little possession game and think yeah. doing that like as an eight nine year old ten year old it just makes you improve so, so much. And at that age, even then, like the ball was fizzing around. I remember it like no tomorrow. And then obviously you grow up through the ranks, you get to day release where you're then probably there three, four times a week. Um, obviously local to me, I'm with all my friends. And then bang, obviously the shot comes for me that was when I got released. And I thought like the world was ending, to be honest with you, because it was all I'd ever known. But then it's about really mindset, like how really, if you want to push on and make your dreams come true, how much do you really want it? And that's what I've done. You know, I took a, a new challenge to West Ham, moved away from home, was living with another family Monday to Friday. Uh, would probably come home once a week for like three years. So that was hard because oh I was obviously only... At the age of 14? At 14? Yeah, yeah. So I left at 14, left mum and dad at 14, and then went over to West Ham, stayed in the digs. Then obviously I was at West Ham until I kind of got out of that digs period at about 18. So I was in digs for about three and a half, four years. Oh so I was only coming home only on weekends really, like Sunday, Monday, oh sorry, Saturday, Sunday. And then my mum would probably come up with my dad on like a Wednesday to break it up for me because I was like really homesick at the start because I missed my mum and dad loads. I, it's crazy because no one really knows the sacrifices. Like people like- I was about to me, say that to you. I was about to yeah, ask you. Like, honestly, my mum would even, like even if I could, like Caroline and Jackie, my mum come up and wanted to pull me away from it at West Ham. Like I would like cry on the phone to her and everything because I missed her like so much, like my mum and dad. And it'd break a heart. Like only recently, like a couple, like fully like six, seven months ago, my 
my mum's brother was telling me like you know your mum like used to be in tears to me down the oh. phone saying like she wants you to come home this right. that obviously where I'd grown up now I had that mindset of just yeah I've got to make it got to make it at West Ham and even that wasn't like pretty because they were going to make a decision on me whether to let me go or to not let me go lucky enough I got my scholar so yeah the, the journey's been crazy to be honest mm. with you it's just been about to be honest I think the thing that's got me through it is leaving Chelsea at 14 I think you know, that really was the making of me because I had to kind of go and be a man, like straight away at like 14, where I'd have everything done for me. Now it was like, I had to go and do everything for myself kind of thing. Obviously I was away from home, I was doing schoolwork on my own, training with different people at West Ham. So when the, obviously, yeah, when the chance come that I could keep progressing through the ranks, I just took it in my stride and just had that mindset that, you know, I wanted to become a footballer. And obviously there is a bit of luck on the way when you need a bit of a breakthrough and that. And, you know, I just took my chance. That perception of football that when you are, especially when you're at an academy, so Chelsea, and then you move to West Ham, that's like the perception of football is that you are, you live a charmed life and everything is given yeah. to you and, and you have, a, yeah. you can't replace your mum and your dad, can you? And you can't replace your friends that you got from home. And that's like, to be told you have to grow up that quickly at 14, that's such a tender age as well. That's the age where you can really very easily like turn or go off track. 100%. I think as well, like, had the chance to sign for Fulham. And obviously, I'm from Kingston. And Fulham's, mm. they, where they play is literally, we would know, like, literally Windsor Avenue. Like, yeah. That's where they play their uh, academy games, where AFC used to train. And that's literally two minutes from my mum's. And, yeah, I just thought, you know what? Like, I don't think I want to sign for Fulham. I want a new challenge. I don't want to be local. Like, I don't want to be... I've kind of had the challenge of being around my friends here. Like, I want to go away and, and start something new. And, you know, lucky enough, that's, that's that paid off. See, I, and that's the thing. It's hard for adults for new challenges, you know. That's hard. So let alone a 14-year-old where to come out. And you would have been playing with players who were better, worse. Or looking back at it now, what was that one thing that you had that, you know, at 14, going in digs, persevering, being homesick, what's that one quality that you would say that you knew that, you know what, this is me, this is what I want to do. And no matter what comes my way, I'm going to keep persevering. What was that? What what made you different from the other youngsters that didn't make it? I think it was my my love and my drive and desire for football. Like, you know, some lads, I'll, I'll say like, like it, this kind of takes it, this is kind of, that adds on better to that. So when I, when I got my scholar at West Ham, there were six other lads in my age group. I was the last one to have had a decision being made on me. The lads had a one-year scholar and a three-year pro already, already set for them. I only got given a scholar out of all the lads. So I was like, all right, cool. I need to work towards that pro. So my mindset was, right, get out of this scholar phase, work as hard as you can, play out your skin and get a pro. So I was like, all right, cool. After about six, seven months, I was playing in the 18s, tearing it up. And at this stage, I'm, I'm growing. Like, I'm coming through my growth spurt now. I'm starting <laughs> to grow into my body. I'm feeling yeah. strong, athletic. Got my pro. Bearing in mind, like, some of these lads are still my friends now, but... They never actually ever kicked on. When they first got that pro, it was kind of like, that's me. Like, they made you know it. what I mean? Like, yeah. I think like, I've made it now kind of thing. Whereas me now, I think since I signed that first ever pro, none of them lads are, are now at West Ham. Maybe one is, but it's on loan. But I'd signed like now since then, like another four or five pros since then. From going from having nothing, like just a scholar to overpassing all of them. And I don't know, I think it was just my drive and my willingness to learn, my willingness to get better, be able to take criticism from everybody working after training obviously I wasn't going home so there was no there was no point me going to sit on my PS4 um, <laughs> that's how young he is he said PS4 <laughs> yeah you know? PS4 PS3 no point going to do that watch net I can stay at the training ground work on extra stuff um, obviously I was still doing school work so I was batting that out it was just loads of things but I think the main thing like I just said is my desire to actually wanting to become a, a professional footballer just in my head my mentality was I'm only getting one chance at this um, and this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So I'm going to give it everything. That's the difference though there, isn't it? That you said like, there's no point going home and playing on your PS4, but a lot of people would have used that time that you had without really your parents breathing over your shoulder and breathing down your neck and going, right, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. You actually did it off the off your own back. And I think that's like, that's a key difference between people that make it and people that don't in any business. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's one of the reasons as well, like I didn't really want to sign for Fulham because... I'd be local to home, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I would be yeah. around be friends. Yeah. I would do minutes on my doorstep. I didn't want to fall into that like, comfort zone where I could just kind of just live a normal life and also play for Fulham. I wanted to be, even though I had, like, didn't like it at the start, I wanted to be away from home with a new challenge and 
can set myself targets to go on and, and smash it. And yeah, that's what I ended up doing. I went to your game at the weekend and um, you captained that side. And um, a lot of people comment on your leadership skills and about how vocal you are. And I've been at games and you notice it, especially at the moment with no fans, you can hear you really clearly. Uh, so I'll sit in the stands and I can hear you above everybody else. I think it's a, a real quality of yours. What is it now that you think that West Ham seeing you uh, makes you a good captain? Um, I, I don't know, to be honest with you. It's hard to always like, like praise yourself. <laughs> I know, oh, sorry. Praise yourself, man, Declan. Praise it, man. No one's Come listening. On. You're among friends. Do <laughs> you know what? I don't know. Like I said, I think it's just something that you've got from within you. Like if you look at the previous captains of like of West Ham, of course, and the top leaders over the years, like your JTs, Vidic, Gerrards, Ferdinands. I think it just comes from within. And when you're on that pitch, kind of for me, you've obviously got the armband on. It's like your responsibility to lead the team. And I think that's why, you know, I'm so vocal on the pitch because I think that's part of the job. You know, you need to, not just because I'm doing it to impress people. I think from my behalf as well, I want to help the team out. And I think it's something I need to get better at. I think Noble's so good at it where he doesn't care. Like he'll just say how it is. Whereas me, sometimes I'm a bit reserved. Like I feel like I can't really say that because I'm only 21, but... To him, obviously, he's been there, done it. He's been captain for years and it kind of like where you just say it and don't really like you don't care what anyone else's opinion is. I kind of got to get like that. <laughs> I know it's harsh, like yeah, it's yeah. a bit like, but I feel like on the pitch sometimes, like sometimes I just, I, I say stuff, don't get me wrong, but sometimes I hold myself in obviously because I'm still a youngster. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to come across and um, like to one of the older players and be told to, there's ways man 21 yeah, there's ways to do it exactly you know and i'm saying. not one to shout and all that like, yeah. type of stuff like if there's a mistake like, i'll say come on like i'll be more of like an encourager kind of captain you know what i mean as you get a bit more experienced i think like and a bit more older i think that's when you can start to like throw your weight around a bit more you know what i mean yeah like, listen you'll develop the game in it um as yeah. you get older you'll start knowing what works for you and right now you're sitting in that young pup but you but you lead by example. So let me ask, so was you always vocal? So was you I know you're reserved, but was you always vocal? So to get the, the armband at 21, that's a big look. West Ham's a big team. Yeah. And giving you an armband at 21, like, don't get it twisted. I got given the armband at Wickham. I'm 38. You know what I'm saying? Like it took till I was 38 to get the armband. So it's a big look to yeah. be able to have that responsibility of not only your performance, but everybody else's. So did you, was you always vocal as, as, as a youngster? Yeah, as a, yeah, really vocal. Um, <laughs> I didn't stop talking, in fact, as a kid. <laughs> um, yeah, I think even when I was at Chelsea, I remember training sessions, like I was vocal, probably the most vocal out there. Like I was playing centre-half then, like just talking from the back. And it's something that my dad always said, talk, talk, talk. And you don't realise as you progress through the ranks, how important communication Massively. is. Massively, it's massive. Not, a lot of, not enough people, I don't think, like talk and it actually helps so much like it's a massive <laughs> part of the game and then like when I went to West Ham I was captain of the 18s captain of the 21s and then now captain of the first team so it's something that I've always wanted to do but to now be doing it on a more grand scale is for the first team it's mm. sometimes you do have to pinch yourself I don't really think about it until like, I talk to guys like Laura you two like it's, it's hard like it, I don't know it's really weird to speak about like I'm captain yeah. of a, a club at the moment whilst Nobs ain't playing it's, it's hard to, to put can it I, can I touch on something so you know you've talked about your Chelsea time talked about it so just so we know in it who was around so who was the Chelsea heads when 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 you was there players yeah players who, who was the, the manager first, first? With me. no 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 the players like around so you know you, you mentioned JT so yeah, yeah. who were like the, the, the top oh. dogs at the time who was the manager Jose was manager oh, so. oh, oh Jose did you ever have, did, you, did you did you ever had a run in with Jose Nah, never. Nah, never. you never run in it, nah. Did he come all and the, talk like, to all you? The big, like, all the big dogs, like JT, Ashley Cole, Carvalho, Drogba, Anelka, oh all, all of them. Oh, all the big dogs. And you would be in the cat, like, and you'd be looking up to them, like, remember JT used to, I'm good friends with JT now, like, it's, it's so surreal, but, like, he used to walk around on a Sunday, we'd be playing our fixtures, and he'd be walking around the pitches with his dog, and I remember, oh like, he'd be watching the games, and all the, like, looking up at John Terry, like, and all the lads would just stop. Like, the game would be going on, everyone would be, like, looking. John Terry, John Terry. <laughs> it's crazy, honestly. It's, it's so, it's mental. Did did they ever used to come and talk to you? Did Jose ever come and talk to you guys? Nah, I never really had any run-in with, with Jose. I think with Chelsea as well, it was going through a phase where it was, like, Jose. Then they had, like, I think that was, like, Scolari, Avram Grant. Like, it was just a load of different managers. Mm. Um, I never really had a run-in 
you know, obviously I was so young, so I never really had a proper conversation. And he probably wouldn't have known who I am, let's be real. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the players, I think you used to get like the players like Lamps, JT, Ashley Cole, like you'd always get them over in the academy, like just walking around the pitches or like if you bumped into them, because the academy building, the first team building was so close, you'd kind of see them all the time. So they'd always used to look after the youngsters. It's amazing, really, isn't it? To Gosh, do that. Yeah. What What is interesting to me as well is at West Ham at the moment, and um, you you talked about Mark Noble. There are some big characters there as well. Stuart Pearce, who I just think is one of the the best men in football. Your manager as well, David Moyes. What are you learning from from the likes of those guys, those three especially? Well, all sorts, really. I think Pearce now he's more obviously he's. Even for me to speak about Piercy, like I watched his thing on Sky Sports the other day, and I didn't like you don't realize how much of an icon Stuart yeah. Pierce is. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't, I wasn't born, like I was born in '99, so obviously, when he was oh doing, oh my his, god, when he was doing his prime, you I wasn't born. born. <laughs> 99, what so you missed 96, you missed, oh, you missed, hey, Decker, stop lying. <laughs> I'm gonna be what? born in 1999. What? <laughs> oh my days. <laughs> Oh, do you know how old I feel? <laughs> Dex. Dex. So do you so even know what tape is? Did, was there tape decks out when you was out? Tape decks. Did you have video when you was growing up? What, when I was what? When you was growing up, did you have video or did you just jump straight into like DVDs? <laughs> huh? no, bro, straight DVDs. Oh, guy, I'm going home. What? <laughs> no, he was no, born I... in that. He did. So he wasn't there in 1996 with the Euros? No, that's what I'm saying. No, Oh, snap. So basically what you're saying is that you yeah, sat so like, down and you watched his history. Yeah, so like, it's, it's crazy. Like, when I look at Piercy, like, obviously I know him most of the time. Like, he, I'm going off what I've seen. Like, I've never seen him live or like what... I'm going off what people say about him and what I've seen. Like, yeah. not seen him in real life to play. I've seen him as like on YouTube or like on Sky Sports the other day. <laughs> when Southgate speaks about him, you don't realize, like, for me now, like, you don't realize, like I just said, how much of an icon Stuart Pierce actually was. Mm. And he's massive for the team. Like, the way like, we have chats together about leadership, the way he is on the pitch, the way he analyzes games, him and the manager really, really analyze games. Like, if, that's one thing I can say about the whole backroom staff there. They're non-stop, like they get in at silly hours, like 7, 6 a.m. And they don't leave till like 7 o'clock at night, 8 o'clock at night, just always analysing, always wanting the best for the team. And you know what? As a player, that helps because you know the opposition. You know who you're coming up against. You know their game. You know what patterns they're going to play. You know what rotations they're going to make in the middle. So for me, from them, the manager and, and Stuart Pearce, obviously, I'm, there's, there's so much I'm learning from, from the pair of them because Moyes has been there and done it. Pearce has been there and done it. And then obviously with Nobes, He's been there and done it in my shoes more than anyone. So to be trained with him since I've been, since 16, I feel like with Nose, he, he's got to stay around forever, really. That's what I want him to do <laughs> because he's someone that you need there. Like that character, that person that you can rely on. He's Mr. West Ham. You know, I can pick up the phone to him whenever I want. And, you know, there's no bitterness. Like people say, oh, what's it like with Noble like, at the moment? He's like a proud dad watching me play. That's um, it. Like, That's obviously, That's he actually it. is like... He was texting my dad the other night when I was playing for England, like, what captain texts is a player's dad? That's <laughs> uh, like, it, it's crazy, honestly. I couldn't speak at a higher, you know, higher regard of no. So, yeah, from all three of them, it's, it's amazing to work and, and to be learning under them. All right, so we had Antonio on, in it, And we asked him, you know, how his perception of um, Moisey is. So what's yours? He said he could have a little joke here and there, but said he, he, he's stiff. Like, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> what's, your, what's your take on Moisey? What's your relationship like with him? No, I, I really, really do like him. Uh, Is it because he made you the captain? <laughs> <laughs> Just find no, out. Because you know, he listens to this podcast, you know. <laughs> I've had two. I've had two phases with Moyes now. So, see, the first time he came in, I was I was eighteen, um, and I'd only probably played about twenty games under him. And obviously, in that time, then I don't know if you got Laura. You're an Arsenal fan. You might know. Mm. I, I made a mistake at Arsenal. I ducked for the ball. I know exactly. And what you're ball, talking like, about. A ball come in. I was literally, this might have been my only sixth, seventh start for West Ham, playing the back three with one all away at the Emirates. Mm. Um, Ramsey's whipped in the ball. I was front post and I've like ducked like that. And the I ball's gone. Were you scared to head of the ball? You, what? Yeah, yeah, Duckland Rice. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happened. Oh, God. Damn, that's what I was being called. Duckland Rice. <laughs> so oh, I missed this. This is why I got on so well like, with him now. So after the game, that's the first time I'd ever experienced hair dry treatment. He come for me like big. Like, yeah. I, was, I was 
only 18 and he come for me really hard after that game because we was in a, a position where we were kind of struggling. We needed points and we was on top and they went on to win 4-1 and that's just a changing point of the game. And yeah, he just put it on me really and like you could imagine hair dry treatment. That's what? the first time I kind of took it. And you know what? I, I felt, you felt, you feel small. Like when that happens, you feel small because of the characters that were around and out of it. It's Chicharito, James Collins, Noble, like the players that were on the pitch. But you know what? It, it was actually a massive lesson that's something that I yeah. kind of needed to happen. Yeah. Like you kind of need them experiences to kind of kick you on again. And then with, like literally, I remember the week after I started again, didn't let my head drop in training during the week, you know, trained harder than probably than I did before. And then like the same situation happened, like the next week, I remember all Brighton whipped in across Saxe area. And this time my foot just went through the ball. I might've even cleared the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> because it shows that I was learning. What yeah. like what he'd said to me, I took on the chin. And then this kind of leads on now to like the phase we're at with like the phase I'm at with kind of like Moyes now. So when he's come back in, obviously I've kind of grown, played so many more games. Are you allowed to swear on here or not? Yeah, we'll bib it out. We'll bib it out. Swear, uh, man. Like he, uh, I remember like we're all in the gym and he's like, Moyes has been appointed. He comes down to the gym and like he's walking around the players and he gets to me and he's looked at me and goes, F me, you've changed, didn't you? <laughs> And I was like, like, I was like, bloody hell. I was like, yeah. I was kind of nervous because yeah. obviously with a manager, you're never guaranteed to play. You're yeah, yeah. To start. You've got to prove, still prove your worth, still prove that you're, you're able to start. <laughs> and yeah, our relationship since then has just gone higher and higher and higher. You know, get on really, really well with him now. Before it was kind of, as a youngster, I was scared to talk to him. Um, but now I can talk to him about anything, you know, on the pitch. He gives me great advice, I think. Like what you're seeing this season, I think we're really striving under him now. I always remember being at your training ground in the just before the end of his first tenure there, and I was yeah. waiting to interview Pablo Zabaleta, and it was freezing cold, and it, I swear it was like snowing. I'm probably exaggerating. I mean, my cameraman were like, "Let's just wait inside the door, just because it's so cold out there." So we waited inside the door, and David Moyes came past and said hello, and then got to the end of the corridor and told someone to chuck us out. And I'd never forgotten it. And for, so for ages, I was like, I was livid because I was like, I'm so cold. <laughs> David Moyes kicked me out of the change room. I would have switched, man. I, I'd yeah. be like, go out where? You know how cold it is outside. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, I get, I get where he's coming from because literally, and I hadn't quite clocked where we'd gone in because we went in a door. I was like, any door, just go in a door. It no, was your change room. This is weird. I think I remember seeing you because oh. I remember, <laughs> it, 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 it was, I think you were stood in the, you were stood in the doorway between yes. the stadium pitch where the stairs lead up to the stadium pitch, right? Yes, literally. Declan was like, yeah, get her out because you was part of it, man. You think you're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'll be I'll be honest. There was a view there. So there was um What 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 were you what, talking about? What view? Well huh? there's like the view from door to door. I'm pretty sure it's like showers to dressing room. I'm pretty sure, isn't there? Yeah, it's like the, yeah, it's like the shower. Yeah, like you can open hey, up. Hey, bro, you... keep this show PG, man. What are you talking about, man? Andy like... Carroll was there at the time. I wasn't moving, so I had to be forcibly moved. Oh, no, like, that's how ALW, that's how them rumours start. Jeez. <laughs> hey, so, hey, Declan, first let me congratulate you because I hear that you're the first teenager to get 50 games, you and Carrick. Yeah, he's the first teenager to reach over 50 games for West Ham since Michael Carrick. Did you know that? Wait, 50 get over first yeah, teenagers so, so since Carrick to... You're the first teenager. Even that sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? You were the first teenager to reach over 50 games for West Ham since Michael Carrick. Yeah, that's... And that's big, you know? Yeah, it's massive. And I think if you look at that... Yeah, that's crazy. Um, like, look <laughs> at the career Carrick's had. If I could only have half of his career, I'd be happy. Um, I just... So, you're so humble. I just love hey, it. It's so man, nice. Hey, so, hey, hey. Look at the guy's won. Like, he's in football. That stuff's dreams. Like, Premier Leagues, Champions Leagues, FA Cups. Like, and he's won it all, so... Like, if I you think... didn't pie my DM, I would really love you, you know. It's refreshing, isn't it? It's so, so nice. Hey, let me say something. So, talking about Carrick, who are the players that you looked up to that inspired you who are the players that you're like you know what yeah in your position well to be fair you did play in defense as well but who are the players that you looked up to and was just like you know what that guy's a baller i think if you talk about like i remember like we used to do like individual or they called they were called idps and that like, you had to kind of like look around players and when i moved back into midfield carrick was one of them kante was one of them obviously for the defensive side of it but i think if you talk about carrick right like he was so un that's so underrated for me. Like yeah. he was so good. Like the passes he used to pick. Like for me, I used to just watch clips upon clips. 
it was it was with um who was my like the academy manager at the time was was Terry Wesley. He was my IDP guy, but we used to watch clips. And then Matt Upson come in and was my IDP guy from when I moved back to centre half and we was watching different centre halves. But Michael Carrick, yeah, he was unbelievable. Um, just a way, to, just a way to see like he was always checking his shoulders for me as a youngster, just watching how he played, checking shoulders, knowing his spatial awareness, like when to play the right passes, left foot, right foot, just seeing how he does it at such a composed level. And then obviously Kante was just breaking through then that 16, 17 season, 15, 16 season at Leicester as well. And just the way he covered every, every blade of grass, positional awareness, you know, where he was on the pitch to his teammates, always in front of the back four. It was just always like a learning phase. So I'd say like them two were massive. But then obviously, you like, if you wanted to score more goals, you could go and look at midfielders like Lampard, who would do both sides of the game. But it would go back and forth, like arrive in the box, but also defend his own box. There's literally so many players that you watch as a kid and you try to emulate on the pitch. I want to move you up to your international career because um, we were talking about this before, weren't we, about how players find out they've been picked, whether it's a text, a phone call, what happens? How did you find out? Well, first of all, it was Sky Sports News. No. <laughs> Is it, yeah? Sky broke it before you knew. No, no, no. I think the club knew, but they wanted to like keep it a surprise. Then I got a call from Gareth. Um, so like, it was it was really like, it was crazy because I kind of like had speculation like it was going to happen. Obviously, you never know. Um, and I think the club knew, but they kind of wanted to keep it a surprise and like oh. let Gareth tell me kind of before. But, like the call was literally like, as like the Sky Sports News, like the, the squad come out, like Gareth was like there on the phone <laughs> and obviously hadn't really had his number saved because I'd never spoken to him. <laughs> and literally, yeah, just come through and it was like, yeah, so surreal. It's, it's really, it's just like when you take the phone call, you don't really know what to say. Like it's like you're buzzing and then you get off the phone, mum and dad, who's that? Southgate, what? What was he saying? You like, well, yeah, mum, look at the TV. Like, and, yeah, it's like buzzing. Everyone was buzzing. Did you um, answer it and you went, don't worry, Gareth, I already know? <laughs> no, honestly, like, it was one of, it was such a, like, them experiences stay with you forever. Oh, no, Declan, ain't you like me? See, if I don't know the number, I don't pick up. So, so what, you just saw the number and thought, or no, was you like, what? you kind of thought, maybe? Because no, what I've learned about not picking up numbers, like you always get a voicemail, one of them annoying voicemails where you've got to call them up and then you end up knowing them. You know what I mean? Like you just, <laughs> now I just end up picking them ones up. Just take the voicemail. <laughs> so so, so the, it went like this. Um, hello, Declan. It's Gareth. And you was like, oh, oh. So did you, you said, did you say, hello, Gareth? Yeah, I was like, yeah, obviously, because it's like, you can't oh, I haven't worked on him yet, so I couldn't say yeah. boss or gaffer. Yeah. So I was like, hello, Gareth. And he was just like, hello, Gareth. Cool luck to inform you that you've been selected for England seniors. Um, look at the phone, look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, was you calm? Yeah, he was what, just what? like, just said you've been playing so well, it's thoroughly deserved, really looking forward to getting you into the camp. Um, and yeah, just it just went on from there, really. What have you got him saved under on your phone? Is it Gareth Southgate or is it Gareth yeah. or is it Gaza? Big no, Gaza? Gareth Southgate. So it's his full name? Yeah, Gareth when you, when you say Mr. when you say full names, it's it's official. It is, isn't it's it? official. Yeah, it's not even like you put G Southgate. You put Gaza. <laughs> say yeah. that. Say that. Say that. Like Gaza or something. <laughs> so was you all right, first day of training, right? So you got in there first day of training. Look, I know you're a confident brother, but was you more nervous your first day training with the first team at West Ham or first day training with England? England, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Because you've got to think, like, see, I trained like, at West Ham. They kind of, the first team already, already kind of, like, know who you are, like, and, like, you've kind of been around it before. The manager knows who you are. But this is, like, first impression stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. They've not seen you train before. They've not seen how you apply yourself on the training pitch. Not seen what you're good at. See, I remember training, like, it was, I remember got there. My first training session was in the evening. It was, like, a group of us. It was a Sunday night. Um, and it was, like, a couple of like, lads doing recovery. Um, and some of the lads training was, like, 11 of us. And yeah, it was just the standard was, I don't even know it was 11, mate. The standard was ridiculous. Like Sterling, Rashford, Kane. I couldn't believe my eyes. <laughs> Honestly, them players, like, you can't even, even now when I go, like, the lads ask me at West Ham, like, what's the training like? It's ridiculous. The standard is so, so good. I can't even speak high enough of it. You see, like, the rondos, the boxes, and things like that. Like, you can do, like, all flicks and tricks, but if they want to get 50 passes within about half, like 20 seconds, it's done. Like, you can't That's get them all. Mad. Like, the standard is so good, honestly. And like you said, first impressions, you like you just you're nervous, but like you just you're thriving on it. Like you yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do what you do at club, and that's what I was thinking. Like that's what's got you here. So just do that in training. Um, 
and had a good session. And then as the week went on, once that session's done, you completely relax them because you're yeah. part of it. Yeah. You know, the manager, the players know you are, you sat with them at dinner. So yeah, no, the week, remember the week went, went really, really well. Who are the big personalities in that England squad, the ones that you've been involved in? Um, we've obviously got the big personalities. You've got HK and obviously probably the, the biggest one with Henderson. Them two are massive personalities. Henderson more vocally, probably personality-wise, um, as in like leadership of the team. I think Kane's a leader in his own ways, like leads on the pitch. I think leading, you can do it by any way, really. I think being a leader like with Kane, that's taking the ball in tight areas, taking the ball under pressure. For me, that's leadership, like taking taking one for the team and helping out. Obviously, you've got Sterling, you've got Carl Walker, obviously you've got Eric Dyer. Obviously, there's so many lads. Oh, right. there's, like, there's like a leadership group like there. Um, and I think it's just for like the, the the players that Southgate has selected, you know, just to discuss things around the camp and what they can improve on and what the people like Henderson, Kane think. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it's a bit like Wickham. So we've got like the generals. So they'll be like, <laughs> it's got like the little generals that fall just the hierarchy underneath the gaffer. My question, who picks the music? <laughs> do, you know what's, do you know what's crazy, right? Basically the masseuse, Jolie, he goes round to every player and tells them to put one song. Then he just puts it on a playlist and then he just lets it run. Oh, yeah. I, we had that one time. I get that. Nah, that gets a bit boring, to be fair. I ain't going to lie. Do you claim it when it's your song? <laughs> what was your song? What was your song? My, my, song this, my song this month, Just Gone With Brothers by Morrison. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I, he's a London rapper. He's, he's a West Ham fan. He's from Newham. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Say nothing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I like that. Rapping your local. I like that. I don't is know it, him, but anyway. That's what I've seen. I'm not really like, I like rapping all that type of stuff. <laughs> when I've just said then, Morris, you two are like, huh? Pardon? Was that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? Does he, do, has he got a song with your name in it yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. Is that the song you put on? Now we're in the mu- me, me and Noble are in the music video. Oh, <laughs> we can't go Seriously? check this out. What? We went and met. We went and met him and his, we went and met him and his him and his son after like I think in June. But we played QPR in like a friendly after the restart. And his son, he come to the stadium outside with his son. And me and Noble like presented his son and him with like a shirt like signed by us. But like his mate was like recording it like. But obviously you don't really see it like going on. His mate was like recording it. And then obviously, it like was look, look, went into the video, and to be fair, it looks sick. Like it looks really yeah. good. Like we're giving him the shirt and that, and it looks really good. And yeah, even though I can say I'm a footballer, and now I'm, now I'm in music videos as well. <laughs> I'm disappointed because when you said you're in a rap video, I thought it was going to be like staged. Do you know what I mean? Like I thought you were going to be like nah. put you and Mark Noble like probably in a nah, rap video nah, nah. doing like rap video things. Nah, it would have nah, been amazing. We, we, we it would have been that. amazing. Nah, yeah, literally just handing over the shirts to, to his, his son and then him. So yeah. But yeah, I mean, that was the song I chose. That's amazing. I'm definitely going to go and have a little look at that. All right. So when you said when the standard was crazy in training, so yeah. I, just give me one. Give me one who was just, wow. Like just on another level, you're just like, look, I've seen him play. Because you played against all of these men anyway. So you played against them. But to see him in training is different. Who was the one that you were just like, bro, that's certified beast mode. Who, who is that? Oh, it's so hard to say because there's so many like in different ways like even from that last camp just gone back I, I said to Eric Dyer I've never seen finishing like Harry Kane in my life I've never seen it we've done a finishing drill and he finished every single ball from outside the D like with power precision into the like, I know how good he is but witnessing yeah, it in yeah. training like you just yeah. see him it's so so sick to watch that like, as a football person <laughs> as well like, as a fan as well as a player like to watch him just doing that you just have to applaud it I think if I'm looking back to my first session, for me, the one that shocked, like not shocked me, I knew he was sick, was Rashford. Yeah. This guy, he's like, I've never seen someone move so quickly with a football at his feet. It's like lightning speed. It's, it's, I can't even explain it. It's like, if he's running at you 1v1, it's cut, like it's game over. Like if he wants to really go at you and just like hurt you, he will. And he's, do you know what I love the most? This is what I love as being a footballer for 20 years, isn't it? I feel you can't fake the energy he's that saying. Enthusiasm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, Declan, you're a baller. And I'm not blowing smoke up your ass in it, but you're a baller. You're 21, England, West Ham. So you're a baller. Done it, played against them. But when another baller of Declan's level talks about other ballers who impress him, but we can hear it in his voice he's where playing, you're like, yo, these man here. And that's what for me, I know just by how you're explaining. 
how you felt at the time when you watched Kane's finishing and yeah. Rashford's. It's just, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Even like, yeah, so like, even like, so I'll say about Rashford then, but then even players like when I'm first, like training with Sancho, like when training with Sancho, like his feet, I've never seen, like, when he's taking on players 1v1 and he's standing you up, he's, like, got you skating on ice. Like, you don't know where he's going left, you don't know where he's going right. Like, and as a youngster myself, but him being younger than me, his confidence is, is unbelievable. Like, such a good player. Sterling, I like, even sit, like, being with him for the first time, like, small-sided games, it's just, like, if, you, if, you, if, you, if, you, if he's not on your team, you've basically lost. Because he's that sharp and like you know, small sided games, they're tight. Yeah, this guy's yeah, yeah, up the yeah. ball from the keeper, just running like short, sharp, so strong as well. Like just uh honestly, I can't speak like the players there are so good. Like I can't even there's not one like all of them are all like ridiculous. <laughs> the squad's so good. Do you learn a lot? So do you take that back with you when you when you go back to SM training? Do you feel like you've um upped the level? Yeah, definitely. I think my confidence definitely goes up. Like when I go back to West Ham, like where I do so well. In England training, like I think I kind of go back to West Ham and just have that same like drive, like, yeah, no, same as England training, like be on that level, like keep like keep proving, keep it, keep getting better. So yeah, I'll definitely try and take it back back with me to club. So uh, let me ask you, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot on that, and, and with how highly you talk about these players you train, do you feel like this is England's new golden generation? Do you feel like with what's coming through, and especially you're you're going through in the age. Yeah. Just sits just right, you know what I'm saying? For do you feel like this is the next golden generation? Yeah, I think if you're looking at the players that are in the squad now, the players that haven't really been in the squads, but of course can be picked at any time, um, and the younger players coming through, I'd be silly not to say, like, there's a special crop of players here. You notice that when you go away, like the youngsters that were away on the last trip, like me, Bukayo Saka, who's Unbelievable. Never seen it. Like, eight, three young, he's ridiculous. So good. Jude Bellingham, only 17 years old. Like, he was at the last count. You've got Phil Foden, obviously me, Mason Mount, Reese James, Trent. Like, for me, as a, as a, like, a footballer, like I said, as a fan as well, now's the chance. Like, we need to take it with both hands and, and win something 100%. The group of players that we've got, even with the experienced players like HK and your Dyers, your Hendersons, your Carl Walkers, Pickford's in goal. So Sterling's, there's so many that have been in around it for a while now. I think they're sensing it as well that now is a great chance that you know we can now really push on as a nation and and start start winning things. We've had two semi-finals, obviously a Nations League and a World Cup. But I think the next level now is to win something, and I think that crop of players that we've got coming in is is, is a great opportunity. Can you tell us what it is about Gareth Southgate that makes him a good manager, not just for you but for the team? Yeah, he's just. Just makes you feel so like assured, like calm. Like his man management is so good. I don't think there's one player he hasn't got a good relationship with. I think it's so key that all the lads understand and know what he's working towards and everyone's on the same page and on the same book and on the same, you know, thing that we want to go and win stuff now. Uh, has he switched? Declan, has he because he seems so calm, relaxed, yeah. methodical. <laughs> See, I threw out that big boy word for you lot. <laughs> Has he switched? Has he just gone, nah, not good enough and just ripped in? To, has he done that yet? Nah, you know what? I've, I think, no, nah, he hasn't because I think every game that I've been a part of, we've, we've actually played really well and there's not been oh, a sure. chance <laughs> Sure. Just <laughs> indirectly pat yourself on the back. Say that, no yeah, big man. Yeah, I've been a game where he kind of, like, obviously we've got Steve Holland as well who's, you know, his, you can tell he's just worked with so many top managers. The way he thinks about football is... is unbelievable to see he kind of writes stuff down and will say stuff to you individually that you can improve on but Southgate he's more like like I said we've kind of pretty much played well every time that I've been a part of the squad so he hasn't really shouted or given the hairdryer treatment yet or I, I don't know whether he, he does that or not I've not really seen it but from what I've seen he's a fantastic coach um, the whole setup there like the staff there are excellent you've obviously got Chris Powell as well obviously Steve Holland you know there's Alan, Alan Russell Marge who's a goalkeeping coach you know it's great great group of coaches that are all together and all the lads are buying into what, what they want to do. So I think now, like I just said, over the next couple of years, you've got a Euros and a World Cup straight after each other. You've obviously got Nations League stuff now. You've obviously got more Euros to come. Definitely, I think England now have got to be pushing on to, to, win, a, to win something. 
Deck, I want to ask you a little bit about um, the conversations that happen, the scrutiny levels that go up when you start to be involved in England. You must have felt that. So obviously all the excitement that happens is, is great as well. But did you notice like a different level, social media, mainstream media as well, people like us talking about you? What, as it, what is it media individually, like speaking? Yeah, did you feel that? A lot of more pressure when you start to get included in England squads and, oh, and made uh, captain of West Ham? Yeah, you... I think that's one thing I've noticed massively is that when you play for England, obviously it's the international break. So social media, newspapers, the only thing they've got to talk about is the national team. Um, and you do, like, you see it. Of course you see it. Like, I think if every player said they wouldn't see it, everyone sees it. The pressure is high, of course, because all eyes are on you. Everyone's having an opinion on you. You know, there's newspaper articles being written. This player's not good enough. This player will be going on the coast to the Euros or whatnot. Like, you know what I mean? There's so many things that are going on. I don't really get it as much at club. Like, I don't feel like at club it's not as spoken about as much because obviously Premier League, there's so many games, the championship, all around the world, football matches being broadcasted. But when it's England, like all eyes are on England. So I feel like for me, there's like an extra pressure for there. Like when I go there and play in the matches, you have like you've got to play well. Otherwise, you're being caned basically. <laughs> and that's how it is. Like that, I think I think that's how I feel like it is. If you don't play well, obviously people are going to have stuff to say about you and obviously you don't want that. So you just want to play well every time. So how do you deal, listen, on social media, how do you deal with, if you've had it, negative press? So like you said, you've gone into um, the England setup, more yeah. eyes are on you. You are now part of that elite, you know? Yeah. So how do you deal with trolls, negativity, how do you personally deal with it? To be honest with you, it don't, I, I see it, but it, it honestly it don't affect me. Like I probably had it harder than ever, anyone with the England Island stuff, like the stuff that was coming through to me from that type of stuff with the fans from Ireland, like the stuff that was being said to me there was ridiculous, but I don't really take them things. I don't know why, like, I'm just such a laid back person. Like I just take it with a pinch of salt, to be honest with you. Like even now, everyone's allowed an opinion. Like if a, the geezer from the, I don't know, the mail has got something to write about me. Like, that's his opinion. And I can't change that. Like, I can't change a newspaper article. I don't know, really. Like, I don't really get burned by a couple, like, by things. I don't know why, what it is. Like, I, I don't know. I just, that's I'm good. kind of a, a really great, lazy a sort of person. Don't change, man. Stay that way, yeah? yeah you know what I'm saying? I know some people, like, they don't really, like, some people don't really take it well. Or some players, I don't know, they might go to their media team to try and get it, like, taken down or, or whatnot. Like, for me... I think it's more for like my mum or dad, like say if they, because obviously they yeah. like read newspapers and that, if they see stuff negative about me, obviously I'm their son, so they don't like to see it, but yeah. I just have to say, look, calm down. Like it's mine now. That's why I literally honestly say, like I'm so laid back with all that type of stuff. Like, like I said, if someone's got something to say, they can say it's their opinion at the end of the day. Like I can't change that. So yeah, I just crack on and let my football do the talking. Do you know, it's really funny actually, because when you mentioned that about the effect it has on your family, the only way that I can even understand half of what you guys go through is that I get it on social media as well and sometimes like if I'm in a bad mood or if I'm tired or something it will affect me more but most of the time I'm learning how to just let it kind of roll off my back and I'm getting quite good at that but I do notice my family like you just said like my mum said to me once like when I, I remember when I, I got my new job on breakfast show and it was like a big thing because it was like a girl and you have to deal with all of that sort of stuff as well. And, and Alan Brazil is an institution. So when you come in and um, you take over from someone, which is kind of probably a bit similar in football when you're taking someone's place or you're promoted or something like that. It was my mum that was like, I find it really hard seeing bad comments about you, negative comments, and my brothers as well. And then you start to realise the effect it has on your family. And that's actually what gets to you a little bit more than than anything yeah. else. So if you could you end up saying to your family, do what I do and and don't read it. Don't go anywhere near it. And and most of all, don't take it seriously. Yeah, exactly that. And I think I, what the way I see it is like half of these people on, I don't know, Twitter or whatnot trolling you like you click on the one their profile, the geezer's got ten followers. But he's a geezer that if he sees you in the street, he's gonna stop and ask you for a photo. Exactly. You know I mean? <laughs> exactly. That's the way I honestly see it. Like this guy, trolls are gonna they're gonna say stuff, yeah, but you know what it's like be like if you see a footballer in the street, what are you like? Oh my yeah. god, that's that person. Like, oh can I go and get picked? These people like they're they're trolling you, yeah, but if they really actually see you, they'd want to come and have a conversation or whatnot and actually see what you're about. So that's why I really don't take any notice of it. Mm. So, so yeah, like I, said, I, like, I love that because listen to be fair, social media wasn't massive when I was twenty one. You know, yeah, so yeah. 
when, and I just love the way his mindset is. It's a mature mindset. I'm exactly like that. I get people saying I'm fat or, you know what I'm saying, on social media and them things and they ain't see my arms. So it's cool. It is what it is. Um, I was going to say. Uh, nah, but do you know, my thing is, I, I always say this and I'm with Declan on that is, how are you going to give somebody who's who's passing by in your life so a temporary status, permanent stature over your life or how you feel? So when they want to write all them, it's like, look, not being funny, you're still thinking about me or you've come to search me out. Mm. Like, if I don't see your name, I will forget it. So I, I love that. So Declan, stay, stay true to yourself on that and that's how you deal with it. But talking about you and Mount are brethren's, right? You've been friends since you were like pups. Well, yeah, you're still a pup, but pup pups. That's my guy. Yeah? Oh. So did you get called up at the same time for England? Uh, he was in a, uh, he was in a different squad before. He was in a squad, I think, four or five months before me, like Croatia away. I think we drew nil-nil. He was in that squad and then he was out of it for a bit. Um, and then I come into it and he was with the 21s. And then now, I think like two months later, then he joined up with the team as well. So we kind of been in it at the same time. How? How was that feeling of talking when you was seven, eight, like, oh, you know what? what, what one day if we could play for England together and then you do it. What was the conversation? What was what's the conversation like? Like just you two, you know, away from... The hype and that, like you said, you look at it and you're humble and you're like, oh, we're playing with Kane, Sterling. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And then just when you two are together, like, yeah. what was the conversation when you was together? Like, what was it like? Yeah, we no, did it. No, do you know what we said? Like, so, can you say we're actually at like, So, obviously, we both scored the other night, same night. So, like, we, we've played together since we was eight years old. Best mates since eight years old. Like, basically, like, we don't leave each other's side when we see each other. That's what it's basically like. <laughs> like even Southgate was like, bloody hell, do you two not leave each other alone? I was like, I've got to make up for lost time. I don't really see him during the week. <laughs> um, so literally, right, we obviously both scored. We was buzzing after the game. Like, just loads of lads were there. And then I got, like, on, on the way home, I got a message, like Mason Mount. I opened it. He was like, nah, bro. I was like, what? I said, what? I, was, I was like, read it. And then he come through again. Do you actually realise like, what we've just done? I was like, bro, I was actually just thinking about it. Like, you can imagine like two, imagine saying like two best mates are like eight years old and like yeah your dreams is to, to make it as a professional one but obviously we've said it to each other like oh, our families are so close as well Tony and Debbie his mum and dad they're like second family to me really I love them to pieces great people but imagine saying like to your best mate all oh, right when we're older we're going to play for England and we're going to score like that's probably like a 0. 0.000 like on the score on the same night as well so like when it happened we was like now nah, this journey we've been on is actually crazy like how can we, one, make it as professional, two, be in the England squad together, three, start together like on the same night, four, score on the same night. Like, uh, this is a film. This is yeah. a play. Declan, it's a film. You can't, you can't put it into words. Like, as an eight, like two eight-year-olds that join up Tuesday, Thursday nights, playing from Port, like, he comes from Portsmouth, I come from Kingston, connection, like, get on well, play with each other since kids. So I leave him at 14, Man said, "I leave him at full." Honestly, it makes yeah. me quite emotional. <laughs> it's, like, it's like literally, it's, and then obviously we join back up with England. Like, yeah, it's, honestly, like you said, it's actually a mad. It's a mad. No, it's a film, Declan. Let me have the rights to the film. <laughs> let, let me. What you think is joke? This is like FIFA with the journey, and then they went <laughs> off. And you think it's joke? I, I, I beg yeah. everybody would be like, "Hey, that is such a wicked story." Yeah, I, like, nah, man. Like both your parents should be proud of you. Be proud of yourselves. Mm. That is such a dope story, but I, I, I salute, man. Salute. It makes yeah. it better because you're both so like nice. You're both really yeah. cool. I people. really met Mount, you know. He's, he's just the same as Mount, him. It's he, basically he, exactly the same. You two the same. I really met Mount, yeah. Tell Mount like to hit me up. No, to be fair, you both are the same. If he's like you, he ain't gonna return my message. Exactly. <laughs> no, he messaged me about you the other day, actually. He said you lost a bit of uh, muscle on your bicep. I'm gonna punch the both of you up. You watch. You watch. Watch when I see the both of you, because I know you're together. I'm, I'm knocking both of you out. <laughs> I'm gonna do a couple of quick fires with you, if that's all right. Ask about the, the best players that you played against and the best players that you've played with as well. So um First of all, we'll stick you in midfield. We know that you can play in defence as well, obviously, but we want your midfield partner. Best one. What? Like he plays now or can play like... Let's pick one ever. If you can pick one and put it alongside you. Oh. That's hard, isn't it? There's so many. It was supposed to be quick fire, but don't worry, take your time. Yeah, right, it's yeah, quick fire. <laughs> pew, pew. All, right, cool. All right, cool. Zidane. Oh, Zidane. Oh, let me ask you a question. So did you hear Carragher? Carragher, no, was it or Gary Neville? One of them, he said that 
he thinks Kane's got the sedan swag. Yeah, I see that. I you see, see that. that. So yeah. do you think it's that far fetched? I mean, you've seen him close. Has he got the way has he got that sedan where he plays it at his own speed, manipulates the ball, his touches? You kind of agree with that? Yeah, I think Kane, if he wanted to, he could play as like a number 10. <laughs> he like a midfield player easily. Like technically, it's ridiculous. You know, like some strikers, like they've got a weakness to their game, like if the ball comes into the net. Nah, not me, cuz. Nah, bruv. I am I'll probably sit in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, honestly, there's not one thing in his game. I don't think he like obviously he's working on stuff, but I don't see a weakness. Like he's so good, the way he manipulates, the way he uses his body, the way he turns, left foot, right foot. But you definitely similarities, hundred percent. I don't think he was being silly with that comment. Alright, so Dan, good shout. But why are you stick like what what is it you think that why is he alongside you? Just the way he was, the way he played, how silky he was on the ball, took the ball under pressure, just composed, big, strong, athletic, just everything you want from a midfield player, scores goals, defends, just everything really. I just yeah, he's one that oh, he's unbelievable. <laughs> Who's the toughest player you played against currently? Toughest. Mm. Doesn't have to be like you know physical and yeah, not like strong that, on that. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't think we played against each other. Most yet. challenging, I was yeah. going to say, is here, isn't it? Well, I think like give me a lesson. Yeah, yeah. David Silva. Yeah, they say they say. You know what? His name gets mentioned so many. I chat to Leon Britton. Right. And Leon Britton was saying he's just magnificent. Yeah, he's like for me as a holding midfielder, he's everything you don't want from a number ten. He's like. He's so good. He don't give the ball away for one, which is annoying. Like you go to tackle him, like he'll just pop it off. Like he gets into positions where you don't want to defend off your shoulders. Like he'll take you out of positions to benefit the team so they can move into other positions. Like he's just so good. Like and now at Sociedad, I didn't even realize they're top of the table. They've not lost in like 21 games. I'm not surprised. He's playing every game. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, so I'd have to say David Silva. One of the and obviously I was only young when I was really playing against him. So yeah, it was like a lesson every time I was playing against him. Where do you think West Ham are going to finish this season? Let's go. I'm gonna. I don't want to say. It's, I'm gonna to say top ten. Declan, we could keep you here all day. Yeah, um, no. But like, it's your day off, and I'm sure you've got things to do. And sure, yeah, you're love, not as boring I, I, as you say. I love say. podcasts and talking. I could do be all you? day. Well, all right, blessings, Declan. Best Catch of you luck soon, my brother. Deck. Good luck. Bye. Speak to you soon. Bye bye. Hello, brother. Right, I said at the beginning, didn't I? I said he'll be my favourite. And now you understand why he's my favourite. You know what? I'll give you that. Right? I'll give you... And you know what? We've had some real good guests on. And it, I thought it'd be hard to top it. But, yo, D-Rice. Best yet. I'm calling him that. Yo, it's up there. He's just such a cool guy, man. I've got time for him. You really told, I told you I wanted to hate him because he pied my DM and that. You know what I mean? But I couldn't. He's just that guy. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, listen. We're going to look at the uh, Super 6 fixtures now for round 16. So you can download the Super 6 app, create an account and play for free by predicting the scores of six chosen matches to be in with a chance to win £250,000 this week. Right, by We also have a Super 6 league. Join using the code Super 6 and there is a £1,000 prize for the winner of that league. Yeah, you can also invite your mates to join Super 6 and if any of your invited friends go on to win the jackpot, then you will win £25,000. Oh, cash money. Win-win. Prediction time. I've got six fixtures now and we are going to do our score predictions. Are you ready, Bayer? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, first one, please. Norwich v Coventry. I'm going to say 3-1 Norwich. I'm going to say 3-0 Norwich. Watford v Preston. I'm going to say 2-2. I'm going to say 2-1 Watford for that one. Rotherham v Bournemouth. I'm going to say 1-0 Bournemouth. I'm going to say 2-0 Bournemouth. Huddersfield, Middlesbrough. Just played Huddersfield. Um, I'm going to say 1-0 Middlesbrough. I'm going to say 1-1 for that one. Sheffield Wednesday v Stoke. Pulis getting back against Stoke. Yeah, could be up. But I'm going to say 2-1 Stoke. I'm going to say 1-1 for that one as well. Okay, the game that we are focusing on big time, Manchester City v Burnley. So Burnley picking up the first win against Crystal Palace. They really needed that. Manchester City not looking like the city that we know and love, or some of us love. You probably yeah. don't, do you? Uh, no, no, no. no? I mean, I love them. I mean, yeah, I love yeah, them. Yeah. Missing their goal scorer, um, not scoring as many goals. In fact, it's a record for the lowest that he's ever scored at this stage of the season, Pep Guardiola. Not individually, that'd be a bit weird. What do we think about this one? Oh, no. Listen, I do I do think that Man City set their standards so high. And look, I don't know, but I just think it's Man City's at home. And I just think they're a different animal at home. 
So I, I think it will be 3-1 City. Do you? Yeah, I do. I actually think it's going to be 3-0. I know that Burnley got some goal scorers in there, but I don't think, I just don't think they're going to do it against this Manchester City. And at some point, they're going to start clicking like we know that they can. So for me, I think I'm going to say... I said 3-0, didn't I? You said 3-0. I might go 2-0. What? Don't be Can chopping and changing. It? No, 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 but they don't have Aguero, do they? That's true, I know. To be fair, I did say, after I thought 3, I was thinking, they're not Lord, banging teams. But like you said... by you. You they, said 3 and I was like, yeah, why not? No, you just like, no, I you. influenced you. But like you said, they are going to click. I'm going to stick with 3-1. I'm going to go for 2-0. There you go, clear as mud. All right, that is it for this week. Thank you so much for listening and a huge thanks to Declan Rice. D Rice, he was just there. He, he would have stayed with us for the whole day. I know. He was you know, what I'm, on his day off, he would have stayed with us for the whole day. Love that. I remember to get involved on Twitter, follow us at Super6 or use the hashtag Super6Podcast. Don't forget as well to like and subscribe to make sure you get the downloads automatically each week. Yo, we'll see you next time, people. Bye. Peace. <laughs>